0: Welcome to Leading to Sales. My name is Brett Williams, and as usual, I'll be your host today for this very special edition of Leading to Sales. See, today we've decided to actually have a a non or an unscheduled show. It's actually been scheduled for a few days, but we wanted to, to make sure that we were able to get our very special guests in today. And we are Very honored and very blessed to have Mark Victor Hansen and his wife, Crystal Dwyer Hansen here as guests on the show today. Now you may know Mark as the co-creator of the best selling book of all time, save one. And that is the chicken soup for the soul series. Um, He sold over 500 million copies of those books. Crystal is an amazing like life coach international speaker corporate consultant and they have come together to write an amazing book that i am actually almost through right now i had to slow myself down because of the power of what i was getting and i will have back i'll have them right on the screen right after this and we're going to discuss that new amazing book that I believe can change your life. We'll be right back with both Mark and Crystal right after this.
1: Welcome to the
2: Leading to Sales podcast. Every week we're bringing you leadership, sales, and marketing strategies to help you move your business forward. Here's our host, internationally known sales and marketing leader, Brett Williams.
0: Welcome, Mark and Crystal. Thank you all so much for coming on the show. I cannot tell you how much of an honor it is.
1: We're so happy to be here with you, Brett.
2: Our pleasure. Thanks for having us.
0: Now, you're coming live to us from sunny Scottsdale, right?
1: Yes, yes, except it's a tiny bit cloudy right now, which we like because we do have a lot of sun here. <laughs> we don't like oh, yeah. the clouds.
0: Y'all had, y'all had quite the summer this last year. This is not what we're here to discuss, but I heard that y'all had quite the summer last year. <laughs>
1: Yeah, we did. So the, the cool winter's been kind
0: of nice. Yeah,
2: the most days over 110 ever in history. So it was pretty warm. Yeah.
0: That's incredible. Be- being a, a Southern boy, I'm not sure how I would survive that. But again, I, I can't tell you how much I, I have enjoyed um, going through your new book, Ask, the bridge from your dreams to your destiny. I actually, I'm normally a very quick reader and I had to slow myself down to the, for this because it was so meaty. And there were so many things that for me were just impacting me in so many different ways. Um, so I, I just want to dive right in. Um, honestly, you know, I, I, but, before we do, because I'm so excited to have you on, I would love just for each of you just for a moment, um, to tell just a little bit about your backgrounds and what led you to, to produce this new book again, because you've both written several.
1: Right? So I'll just go first. I'm a transformational life coach, clinical hypnotherapist, and I just have had the honor and privilege of guiding people to, you know just create a better version of themselves for so long. Um, but in my practice, one of the things that is the most critical thing tool that I use is asking the questions to find the answers. And, and so I've always used questions because you can't get to the bottom of anything. Unless you ask the right questions, you have to be able to formulate the right question at the right time in the right way to bring out everything that is hidden. And so in my practice, that's always been a mainstay of, you know, how I understand another human being so that I can help them get to the next level. Um, yeah. So I'll let Mark go uh, talk about his background a little bit.
2: Just a brief history, Mark. Yeah, very abbreviated. I was uh, in remedial reading from first grade to sixth grade because my parents were immigrants, and we didn't have books around the house. Uh, learned English, and obviously now I'm the world's best-selling author. having have sold a half billion books, written 312 books, and by the end of the year, it'll be 318. And our book, Ask, right now, is it just became number one, which, you know, seeing as bookstores are shut down <laughs> by and large, uh, there's only one place to vend, and that's Amazon, a little bit of DNN if you can get them. And we're thankful to say the publisher talked to us on Saturday and said, Hey, we just, if you'll let us do it, we can print POD print on demand. It's a brand new way to do it. And we can snap out some more books because the demand is there's a hungry demand because people are literally having transformative experience. Because what we're saying, Brett, which you and I chatted about earlier, is that COVID lockdown confinement cocoon can only be broken as far as we're concerned by asking your way out of it personally, professionally, maritally spiritually and we just want to help everybody get to where they want to go and fulfill their destiny by asking
0: it's so true and i I did for anyone who's tuning in right now just to start off i am telling you right now this has been one of the most impactful books that i have read in the past several years um and it's you know you would think honest to god you would think okay well i read the title i got it um but it's so not true (laughs) you know The power of this book and the power to me of appealing to my mind in ways that I never imagined, um, it's unlocked a lot of things for me. And and we can talk about that later because people don't want to hear about all the things it's unlocked for me right now. Um, But there's one very unique feature about this book that Mark pointed out to me very early on to make sure I started in a specific spot. And I thought it was kind of odd. Whenever I first got Mark's email, I thought, well, where, where is he, what is he talking about? And he's talking about the amazing prologue. And so I would love just to hear a little bit of how this fable came to came about um, and some of your, uh, your thoughts on that, because it's amazing. And I think to Mark's credit, I think it's actually, or to Crystal's credit, really. I think it's the longest prologue I've ever read.
1: It it probably is, Brett. And um, we we love fables because we love stories. You know, stories teach us so much in in a very short period of time because we can relate emotionally to the stories. And we also recognize patterns in stories. So it's a very wonderful and quick way to learn. So we thought about writing a fable, you know, with an animal and other things, the different fables we've enjoyed. But then we settled on this fable of this young girl named Michaela. And uh, I, I wrote the fable of Michaela. I just that was just a piece of the book that I just started, and once I started, it just was like, Michaela had a life of her own. Truly, I was like I was just documenting her life. It just sort of sprang forth. I, I mean, it was an amazing experience for me um, because um, I don't know. I just felt this beauty about her life, and I knew that I was writing it. I was really writing every woman and every man's story in a fable form because. Um, I'm not going to give it all away, but Michaela starts off, you know, it's the times of Kings and Queens and she's, she's basically uh, lost everything. Her mother died, then her father shortly after and she's um, an indentured servant at a stone quarry because she can't pay her bills. So she's sleeping in a grove of trees and she comes home. She's absolutely hopeless and, you know, has has no hope in her life at all because of the of the losses she she's gone through and she goes into a, a Exhausted, sleep this night, and this being comes to her in a dream, and he takes her on this beautiful journey, and he admonishes her and gives her uh, with this certain advice, and uh, and part of it is, you need to start asking and never stop. And so when she wakes up, she immediately knows something very important has changed inside of her, and she's not quite certain yet, but she keeps remembering the advice, and as she asks more and more in the different ways her life starts opening up in these beautiful layers again and again. And pretty soon, not just her life, but all the lives around her, the community, the whole, you know, the whole village and beyond. And so from the beginning of Michaela's story to the end, she is a completely transformed and different person living a completely different life. And that's what we're teaching people in this, in this book is that when you take this asking journey that we're inviting you to take with us, your entire life, I promise you, will start to transform in the most beautiful and miraculous ways.
0: It's so true. It's a, honestly, I see a whole I, I, when I was reading, and I thought, I want a children's book on this. I want, you know, just on the fable. I'm like, I you could have a series just spin off just of the fable because of the power of it. Um, and you. it's like I said, it's it's just a very powerful topic. So, I, you know, I want to just dive into. If you will, the what I, in the south, what we would call the meat and potatoes of the book, um, and go into, you start off by talking about the three channels of asking, um, and this hit me in a way because it, it it's not, frankly, it's not rocket science, but I've just never I've just never thought of it, um, and so I would love you know for you to kind of elaborate some on the three channels of asking and what those mean to you all.
2: Well, when you say it's not rocket science, it's interesting that uh, my teacher was Einstein's best student, Buckminster Fuller, when I was in grad school. And and, uh, Einstein said, genius is the ability to take something very complex and make it exceedingly simple so everybody could understand. And so what we're saying is, hey, look, everyone can understand this. There are only three channels. You ask yourself, you ask others, and you ask God. And you say, well, do you guys go deep on that, or is that superficial? No, it's it, each one of them is deep, and the book goes into it. And what you said is it challenged you to look at each one of those aspects and sort of unfold it so you become what we are calling a master asker. And we asked ourselves, how did we get out of every problem, every conundrum, every doldrum that we're in? Asking was the answer. We did the full study at all the best universities, Harvard, Stanford, Cambridge, same thing, asking is the answer. Then we interviewed 26 superstars that you're reading about. Same thing, asking. And yet it seems so elemental, like what you said is correct, Brett. It's cover. Ask. And the big guy said, asking you should receive. Seems simple. Seems like it should be that simple. But it's not. It is one of those things that you've got to understand the processes, the philosophy, the technology, the art and science of asking so you master this wonderful technology that will give you absolutely everything.
0: I I agree. And I love the way that you so masterfully throughout the book, um, both both yourselves, as well as the stories of so many well-known people that you share, you get so vulnerable about those times in your life when the asking has made the difference. And I think that's it's enormous. I mean, it's to me, it's what allows people to relate to you because. You know, frankly, Mark, coming from somebody who's followed you for years and I'm sitting here looking, I'm not going to display him right now because it's not what we're talking about. But looking at a stack of your books that have impacted my life, um, you know, you can seem when I think about a Mark and Crystal or I think about um, Bob Proctor or so many other stories that are inside of this, we have a tendency, in my opinion, as humans to not ask ourselves, OK, they may have reached this level of success but they didn't get there because they woke up there um i I had a very a very dear friend who was a who was a um, very successful businessman and he he used to often say whenever he would speak he would say i didn't come out of the womb wearing a blazer carrying a briefcase and so i love the way that you go into this and and i think the more i read this book the more that it just highlights to me like you said how elemental this is so when you're the thing that struck me and I I asked myself this and I thought I'm going to ask Mark and Mark and um, Crystal this. And then you answered it in the book um, (laughs) was why do we not ask? Why do we get to the point where we don't ask? And you do specifically address that. So maybe we can talk about that for a few minutes of some of those roadblocks.
1: Right. We do. We talk about the seven roadblocks to asking and what we discovered Brett, is all of us carry at least one of these roadblocks, if not more, and it's so important to address these because until we look at those and overcome these roadblocks and see them for what they really are, they will keep you know, subconsciously preventing us from asking for what we want and what we deserve in life and asking, frankly, for the dreams in our hearts. And we can go into the, the roadblocks specifically if you'd like to.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, that'd be great. So,
1: so the first one is unworthiness. And that is just that sense of, you know, that we get maybe from our upbringing that we're just not enough. It's the voices in our heads that are always telling us we're not enough. And so we'll get opportunities that arise and we should, we should step out and we should just ask and we should just go up to that person or we should, you know, this is what we need more than anything. And then we go, no, 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 no. They're going to think I'm, I'm less than, than I need to be. And it's crazy and it's irrational. It doesn't make sense. But so many people carry that roadblock of unworthiness. The next one I think is a really important one. It's naivete. And we don't often think about this, you know, but I tell a story in the book about this uh, lovely Filipino woman who came to work for us when our children were very young and she would come and make these amazing dishes from her homeland. And one day she shows up with this fruit and she cuts it up on a plate and hands it to me. And and I bit into this orange juicy fruit and I'm like, oh my gosh, what is this fruit? She goes, it's a mango. And I go, mango, how did I miss the mangoes? I've never had. How come I never had a mango before? It's the best fruit I've ever tasted. Right? I go. Did, where'd you get it? Like thinking she imported it from the Philippines. <laughs> and she goes, at the grocery store. And I was like, these are at the grocery store. Oh my <laughs> gosh! How did I miss these? But you know, I'm a girl from Idaho. I grew up with a lot of potatoes. Never saw any mangoes, and so. It made me reflect on how many other things we just pass by in our lives because we're just simply naive. It wasn't part of our upbringing, part of our experience, part of our knowledge base. What people do we pass by who might be our our next best friend, advocate, business partner, somebody who we could learn something from, or someone that we could offer help to? What opportunities are we missing because we just simply don't even know to look for them because we're not even curious? You know, and part of the asking journey is, bringing back to life that beautiful curiosity that we were born with each of us is born with this amazing curiosity um and and we should talk about that more because that that's an interesting point too but the other the other roadblocks are doubt excuses fear um pattern paralysis and disconnection and i will say um disconnection is really a sad one for me and it's because a lot of people right now are very disconnected and what you're what i'm talking about is they're disconnected from the dreams in their own heart they're disconnected from those dreams because they have you know things have happened we've been in this lockdown or just other events happen in their lives where they stop to believe They, they stop connecting with those beautiful dreams. And those dreams in our hearts, are our, our, our own desires, I believe, are what the creator seeded us with. They're the seeds of our potential greatness, those desires to want to be all that we can be, do all that we can do, have all we can have. The worst thing we can do is become disconnected because we just sort of give up and get apathetic and hopeless. So we're saying, you know, everybody needs to take this journey with us, connect back to all of your hopes, dreams, and desires. And this is the way we're showing you the way.
0: And I love, so I I have a question and then one of the most intelligent women that I know actually has, she's put a question in the comments. So I want to make sure we get to that too. Um, You know, I I love the way, because I've read about this concept and and it honestly didn't click with me at the level that it has ever clicked with me until I started reading your book. Um, Which again, if you're tuning in right now, or if you're listening to the podcast later, gettheaskbook.com. That's where you can pick up the book. And um, we will also put on here in just a moment, a special book club that Mark and Crystal have put together for it. But if you go to gettheaskbook.com, that'll take you directly to Amazon to the book itself. So that way you can get direct, direct access to it. But the way that you've, like you were saying, Mark, the way that you've simplified this down and it's, I've read about this from, psychologists and psychiatrists and and so many in the academic world that you know they do this amazing job of presenting it but it doesn't click the way that it ever could because of the way that you all simplified it down and just made it well why did i why did i not think of this myself frankly why didn't i write the book before you could get to it (laughs) but i would love to yeah i I thank god you did too because it turned out a lot better than it would have but I would love to know what is your process, because I know this is, it may just occur to you this simply, but how do you simplify these seemingly complex subjects into these just amazingly transferable ideas of belief and thinking, and frankly, you've both built a career of doing this, so I would love to hear some more about that.
2: Well. Granted, I sold a half billion books in the chicken soup for the soul series I do with Dr. Jack Canfield, and we loved every minute of it. But what we're saying is that everybody has a story. Everybody has a story to tell. And what happens is a story has some elements that we're really used to. And in, in our case, we had seven of them. I'll just do a couple of them. They got to cause goosebumps, chili bumps, God bumps. They got to cause instantaneous behavioral change. And then I can go through all the rest. But the, the point is, we. You know, I've spent my life trying to be a master storyteller, both from the platform and and on all media and now on YouTube because we're YouTubers. But more importantly, in a book, because a book gives longevity, a book gives authority, a book says, the husband says to the wife, we've got to read this and go through it. And and like the other day, we've got 121 letters in one day. And the people are having these massive transformations because we've been in this cocoon for now a year with COVID uh, confinement. And what happens is that people are literally going over every question in the book, sort of like you are, and they're saying, hey, wait a second, question is the answer to get me out of this. When I ask a question, Martin Christopher saying, I get illumination, I get revelation, I get insight, I get solution. I can start going onward again, and I don't have to kill myself. I don't have to be depressed. I don't have to be despondent. I don't have to be lonely. And we go through all the areas of, of life and cover it in a comprehensive way of learning how to ask so it's pleasant, it's enjoyable, and there's the art and the science to asking, So you master it fairly effortlessly with stories. And then we tell you exactly what we call golden nuggets, how to do it.
0: I love that. I love that. And it's, that's the thing is this is, not, this is not a book that is all mindset. This is a book where you both get tactical. And that to me is the, one of the most important things that could ever happen is that, that an author gets to the point where they're giving people tactical advice that they can take. And like you said, instantaneous behavioral change. That's powerful. I love that. I love that. Um, so re- really quickly, we're going to put up here, again, the most intelligent woman that I know. Um, I should actually probably have her on the show doing interviews with me. This is my wife, Anna. And she says, um, how have each of your writing styles and processes changed and grown over the years? Has becoming a master asker. Been key to this growth. That's
1: such a good question. I really love that question, and we're thinking about it. Yes, absolutely. Because I find that when I'm writing, I it it the outcome is much better when I ask, you know, what is the process that this person is um, going through, or you know, how is this person that's reading this receiving this? It's so important to relate to the reader. You know, you really need to think about your reader as you're presenting the material. And that's with everything. You know, we talk in the book about, um, you know, asking in sales and and that sort of thing. And um, the studies all show that the best askers have the best results in sales, and relationships. And that's just, again, part of that curiosity about, um, you know, being deeply curious about people so often. Uh, we want to go in when we're trying to do business or sales or whatever it is. And we we think of all the things we need to present about ourselves and we need to how great our company is and how we're going to present that and show that. And so we're like, I'm this and I do this and I'm so great. And, and we never stop to wonder, what does this person really need? If we went into every situation in which we were trying to do business or even in a relationship saying, you know, starting with the questions, give a brief overview of yourself. And we have stories in the book about this that really demonstrate this really very specifically. But, you know, I sat down and I say, what is your, what are your pain points, Brad? How, if I was to solve your biggest problem in the next six months, what would that look like? How would it feel to you? You know, and all of a sudden you're not selling anything anymore. You're not selling, you are bonding with another human being and you're, Tr- getting to a point where you truly understand that person and truly understand their needs. Same thing in relationships. It's the people who, like in the dating studies even, who ask those deep and probing questions. So when you ask a question, really listen and really care about the answer and go deeper. Oh, this is where you're from when you had three sisters. What was what did that feel like, you know, growing up with three sisters? Was it fun? Was it challenge? You know, like really listening to this human being. And the studies show that the people who are better askers in both business and personal relationships are more likely to get the business, more likely to get the second date.
0: <laughs> That's
2: awesome. I just want to add one other thing, because I love Anna's profound question. Anna, in sports, people are done it over and over. now It depends on the sport. But in football, the latest is 40 now. Thanks for being, But the fact of the matter is it's over. The good news about writing is, as far as I'm concerned and, and what we're experiencing, is you get more profound, more economical, more uh, precise, and, and you confine, refine, and define yourself better in writing than any other way. And for those of you that are listening for the first time, you've got to ask yourself, what do I really want? And then it has to be put in writing, because minute you put it in writing, either scribbling or dictating or, or typing, or if you're blind, you know, getting it transcribed and in, in Braille, you start to understand stuff that you could not understand about yourself, because now you're looking at it what they call cold, hard print, but you need to take that blank page and, and turn it into something. We've got a book called You Have a Book, and you can go to our website, HansonInstitute.com, if you're interested in writing a book, and I want everyone to tell their story, because our stories are rich, they're vital, they're important, they're transferable, and they're something that lives longer than you do, it, and your family and legacy need to have them to share
0: I love that. I love that. That's so good. And that's, here's the the quote of, of Crystal's part of the answer, best, the best askers have the best relationships. I love that. And that's, that's the key to life. <laughs> yeah, it works out for me. <laughs> um, I want to circle back to something Crystal mentioned. Um, and you mentioned talking about young children and, and how we innately have this um, asking, not just ability, but this asking drive. Within us as children, and I see this modeled by my three and a half year old, who is downstairs with Anna right now, um, because she's a superhero. That's the reason she's able to both participate and uh, <laughs> and uh, handle the toddlers. But he's he. I can't tell you how often or how many times a day we get the question: Well, what would happen if I, or what would happen if? And it's it's consistent and constant, and I love it because he's got this just yearning to learn. So. When we circle back to that, you know, what have you seen that has really started to reignite that yearning within us as adults because the seven roadblocks definitely you go through a lot of how that can often get tamped down. Um but what helps us reignite that some and and by the way, get the book and read it. It'll help you find that. But right. <laughs> apart from that.
1: But yeah, it's so important for us to have this discussion and talk about it because you know, we all start out as that beautiful child. We come into this world completely uncorrupted in our ability to ask. We want to know everything. We want to know who, what, when, where, why, how, you know? And and we also are not afraid to ask for more, more, more. We're not afraid pretty much to ask for anything, right? But then over time, depending on how we were parented, what happened in our schooling situations, you know, where we told down to sit down, be quiet, stop asking so many questions, you know, you go to jobs, your opinion's not valued. You're told what to do. Keep it to yourself. You know, we we already have our plan. All of these things that in basic life rejection, that just starts to shut us down. And then we find ourselves as adults standing there almost terrified to ask anything of anybody and um, really afraid not to have all the answers, which is really sad because how could any of us have all the answers? But but that is revealed in the studies like we're ashamed to ask that, that we just don't already know somehow. And so that is what we're saying, you know, by, by learning. I mean, when you look at the studies, this is one of the things the science shows that our perceptions as human beings, as these adult human beings is so crushed. The asking has been so crushed out of us going into the study, every person pretty much universally Thought that if they asked somebody for something, help, information, advice, you know, assistance with something, that they would be perceived as being, you know, ignorant, stupid, uninformed, or being pushy and obnoxious, you know, wanting too much. Um, But the opposite was true. The truth of it is, people actually like to help if they can, but they're not likely to do it unless they're asked. And so, you know, there's this total miscommunication between human beings and their perceptions just all wrong. If we're your chances of getting your wish granted or your request granted are 80% more likely, you're just willing to put yourself out there and ask, right. But we stop ourselves and there's no reason to do that.
0: Yeah. And I love how in the book you begin to walk people through a process to start small. Um, and, you know, if you start with, with the, the three channels of asking the very first one you have is ask yourself. And, you know, that's the easiest, that's one of the easiest things to do per se. Sometimes it can be the hardest, (laughs) but you know, it's, you walk people through that process so that it's not a, Hey, here's this cliff. Let's see if you can fly. Let's take these baby steps to reignite that fire within you to ask.
2: So let me uh, do both the question you just asked and the one you asked Crystal and and just exemplify just a slight bit and say that, you know, in our blended family, we have five kids and six grandkids that we love and adore. And we appreciate you taking good care of your three-year-old and not squishing the questions out of them, but allowing them to flow freely. We've got a little grandson that is precocious. He's gifted, but when he was six years old, we're on vacation. It's two years ago in Hawaii at Christmas time. And we own a company there called naturalpowerconcepts.com. And he'd been given a uh, gizmo watch, like you and I would call it a Dick Tracy watch. You talk into. he can only call his parents and his grandparents, mm-hmm. us. So all of a sudden, uh, you know, across my phone, it says gizmo watch, so I know it's Everett. And I say, hi, Ev. He said, Grampy, are you alone? I said, no, I'm with Mimi. We're on the beach. He says, can I talk to you privately? And I go, oh, yeah, yeah. What's wrong? He says, are you still writing books? I said, Yeah. He said, you know, I really like your books. And I remember he's six years old and I go, wow, that's great. He said, well, if you're still writing books, can I write the next book with you? So what did we say?
1: Yes. <laughs> and so Sorry. he's the first
2: story in the book because we're not going to yeah. squish any of these kids' what? questions as far as we can. And we're yeah. hoping everybody catches it. And if you got kids or grandkids, love them, adore them, cherish them, and listen to all their questions because they're doing it sincerely sincerity, heart, and and we're saying you know that some part of IQ 70 90% is done before 7 years young right so it's that time when they ask all that questions and they grow at exponential levels so questions are the answer to to great compounding mental growth which I don't think I've ever said that before like that but that's true
0: that's that's money i'm i'm glad that this is being uh Recorded because I'm going to go back and get that one, and that'll that'll be a uh, a new quote from Mark Victor Hansen here live on leading to sales. <laughs> um, you know the thing that I appreciate the most about this book and about all of your books, Mark, is is that first and foremost that the content in there, like I said, it's tactical and people can put it to use and it can have genera- generational impact if people will. Um, but secondly, you do the work to make sure people know about it. Um, and you've consistently done that work throughout your entire career. I mean, I've, I, from, from what I have seen and what I have followed in the interviews I've seen you do, you, you do the work to make sure that you help get the message out. Um, and so as we're coming up here, you know, on, uh, towards, the, towards the end of the show, the, one of the last questions I've got is what is it that drives you, um, both of you? I'd love to hear this from both of you, to work as hard as you work, get these messages out to people. Um, Because it would be very easy given the level of accomplishment that you've both experienced to realize the lessons you've learned and maybe put them in a book and, you know, be like, well, if somebody gets them, then good luck and God bless. It's there. I've done the work to put it in a book. But what drives you to put such an amazing amount of work in to make sure that people see these messages that can radically change their lives?
2: Thank you for all that great compliment and and. I think we work because work is the rent you pay for the service that you for the space that you occupy, and we believe just what the subtitle of the book says that destiny, the bridge from your dream to your destiny. We think everyone's got a destiny, and our destiny right now is to help everyone get to their destiny. And we don't know a better way to do it than they read the book or they listen to the book on Audible or or read it on Kindle, whatever they've got to do because some places, as I said, books are sold out almost everywhere. <laughs> They're printing them as fast as they can. Because it isn't a life transformative book, but everybody, as far as we're concerned, and my wife gets to talk for herself, but is entitled to have a fulfillment of their destiny. And we just, we pray over it every day. We spend a, you know the first hour asking each other, praying and sculpting our life. So we are doing the most good and the least harm with our lives. My love?
1: I would just say, I I would be so restless and bored if I weren't doing something really meaningful with my life and i feel so grateful i think it comes from a, a great sense of gratitude that god has blessed me with so many things i mean i've had a lot of challenges in my life but i think god's given me so many inner resources the most important one is the knowledge of of god yes <laughs> of him. and so that's my most important resource but i i just um i would be so bored and um unsatisfied if I if I didn't have something that was meaningful and what's meaningful to me is to share whatever I have whatever gift it is um, that I, I can share that with someone and help them in some way so that they can do something better with their life, so that they can live their lives more fully and become a more full expression of themselves because every person matters every single person is so important and it's just such a beautiful thing. Um, it's really our goal. When you know you've helped even one person, it's, it's huge. It's one life.
0: It's powerful. And, and you know, it's that, it's that proverbial butterfly effect. It's never just one life. Um, no. That's, that's the amazing part of it. Um, so, again, as everyone is tuning in, make sure, um, if you have not already picked up this amazing book, because it is, it's already a bestseller on Amazon. Um, and I'm sure it's going to even, you know, it's going to completely blow up. I hope that more and more people and believe that more and more people do that. If you've not already gotten the book, gettheaskbook.com. I actually looked right before the show, the hardcover is currently sold out on Amazon and that's that should tell you, um, but it is still available obviously on Kindle and Audible. And you can get notifications from Amazon when the hardcover is available. In my opinion, and this is just me because I'm a book person, You need the hardcover so find get get kindle go ahead and read it get the audible listen to it while you're reading it and then go ahead and pre-reserve whenever the hard covers become available because these are not going to stop selling because of the amount of impact that they have Um, absolutely so get the askbook.com and then once you've got the book make sure to go to askthebookclub.com so that you can join the book club that mark and crystal have so graciously put together and you can join the community and the relationship of all those people that are going through this and having amazing transformations. So thank you both again for coming on. It has been such an honor to have you on the show. And um, I can't wait until uh, we get to the point where maybe at some point, I'm just going to have to to make time to come to uh, the Scottsdale area and just meet you somewhere, yeah. take you to dinner for coming on. And, thank uh,
1: you. We've enjoyed every second. Great. Thank yes, you so sir. much and keep doing what you're doing. Thank so you, thank you, you much. so much.
0: And if you'll hang out for just a moment, I'll close this out. And so with that, again, for from this very special edition of Leading to Sales Show with Mark Victor Hansen and Crystal Dwyer Hansen, their new book, Ask the Bridge from Your Dreams to Your Destiny. Read this book. Don't just buy it. Don't just have it on your shelf. You don't get things through osmosis. Buy it, read it, and then take action on it. And you will see transformation in your life. I truly believe that. So, With that, just a very quick heads up, we will be live on Thursday at 3.30 p.m. Eastern across all of our normal channels. We will have Frank Figluzzi, the former assistant counterintelligence director for the FBI live here on Leading leading to Sales on Thursday at 3.30 p.m. Eastern. So until then, closing out this special edition of the Leading to Sales show, I'm just here to keep reminding you, either give value or don't even